Hey there, it's David. I want to welcome you to your personal journey to be. If this is your first time listening to Island Hopping, I encourage you to stop this episode and go back to Season 1, Episode 1, The Rules. Your journey is best experienced from the beginning. Don't worry, I'll be waiting right here when you get back. You're very familiar with a to-do list. Chances are good that you have your very own to-do list within arm's reach right now. Now, before we go any further, let me be absolutely clear. There's nothing wrong with having a to-do list. A to-do list is essential in keeping you organized. Your to-do list keeps you on task and focused on what needs to get done. That's if you desire to move forward in your life. What you might not be as familiar with is a to-be list. Chances are good that you don't have your very own to-be list within arm's reach right now. For we are all very good at focusing on what we want to do, but we aren't as good at focusing on who we want to be. And a to-be list is just that, a descriptive list of who you want to be. It's imperative that you understand this, your to-do list as well as your to-be list, as a both-and, not an either-or, in order for your life to move forward. And in order for you to be who God has created you to be. You need two lists. A to-do list, as well as a to-be list. For no destination can ever be experienced without the successful implementation of both a to-do list as well as a to-be list. Well, speaking of to-do lists and to-be lists, I need to start the show so that I can cross this task off of my to-do list, but also so that I can be who God has created me to be. So, let's go island hopping. The lie that you have been sold is this. Your life is all about what you do. This is a lie because it's only half true. Yes, what you do is essential in understanding who you are. But who you are is the very thing that you're doing stands under. There's a clear and present danger in believing that your life is only about what you do. You begin to define who you are by what you do or don't do. This is a clear and present danger because your life is about so much more than your to-do list. Your to-do list isn't your identity. It isn't who you are. For who you are isn't defined by your actions. In fact, it's the other way around. Your actions are inspired and motivated by who you are. Your identity will always inform and influence your actions. If you want to really know who someone is, simply follow them around and watch what they do. For you will always do what you want to do. And what you want to do will always be a direct reflection of who you are. Your to-do list is simply, as the name implies, a list of what you have done or what you want to do. 
it has nothing to do with your identity. Why is this distinction so important? Why would I care if my life is defined by what I do? Why do I need to pay attention to my to-be list? Now, many reasons, but the one that I want to focus on today is your relationship with God. Remember, this island is all about believing that there is a God and believing that you matter to God. Thus, a negative byproduct of defining your identity, who you are, by what you do, is understanding all of your relationships in the exact same way. Just as you understand your to-do list is defining who you are by what you do, you will define your relationships by what they can or can't do for you. Your relationships, like your to-do list, become merely reflections of what you do at any given point in time. You have friends in your neighborhood until you move. You have friends at work until you get a new job. You have friends at school until you graduate. You have friends at church until you go to a new church. You have friends that need you until they no longer need you. Your relationships are purpose-driven. Once the purpose for the relationship is complete, the relationship is, for all intents and purposes, over. You then mentally, emotionally, and even sometimes physically check that relationship off as completed, like some task on your to-do list. It might be hard to hear, but some people only matter to you when you share some common purpose. Once the purpose is gone, so is the desire to continue the relationship. The relationship was always merely transactional. Understanding this transactional aspect of your relationships, is it any wonder that you struggle in your relationship with God? Again, I need to make a disclaimer here so as not to lose you. Each and every single person has relationships that are purpose-driven. Relationships that are transactional. For nobody expects to find their next best friend in the person who sells them a car. Some relationships are, by design, transactional. So, let's be real. Let's talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. It's impossible to remove the purpose behind any relationship. For every relationship starts on purpose. Every relationship starts because of a purpose. School, work, neighborhood, church, club, family, etc. Being that this is the case, your goal isn't to avoid purpose-driven relationships, for that's simply impossible. Your task, if you choose to accept it, is to transform the purpose of your relationships. Transform the transactional perspective of all of your relationships, especially your relationship with God. Your goal is to have, as your purpose for being in relationship with God, the relationship with God. As well, your goal is to have, as your purpose for being in relationship with others, the relationship with others. In other words, purity and purpose is the goal. Meaning no other purpose at all other than the relationship itself. No networking, no political posturing, no quid pro quo, no feeding your need to be needed. A relationship simply for the sake of the relationship, because you want to be in the relationship. It doesn't get any purer than that. Thus, your assignment, if you choose to accept it, is to transform the purpose that's driving your relationship with God, as well as your relationships with others. 
For once you successfully experience a purpose transformation in your relationship with God, you'll be able to duplicate this exact same thing in your relationships with others. So, having said all that, what's your purpose for having a relationship with God? Do you have a relationship with God so that you can be forgiven? Do you have a relationship with God because you are taught to believe in God? Do you have a relationship with God because you want to get to heaven someday? What is your purpose for having a relationship with God? Growing up in a church where we were together almost all week long, Wednesday evening for prayer meetings and Thursdays for choir practice, and then of course Sunday and Sunday evenings, the beginning of my relationship with God was because my parents took me to church and I was very involved throughout my life. As I got older, I realized that my purpose and my relationship with God is to help me with patience, help me with understanding, and help me with my other relationships with the people that I come in contact daily and as I grow. I feel that I have grown with God in that I listen more and pay attention to um, getting to know what makes people tick and how God created the people that I meet and their different personalities. So what was your purpose for initially having a relationship with God? Well, I grew up with the Lord in my home. My very first Sunday school teacher made me aware that all children, all people everywhere were loved by one God, the God, our Lord, and I wanted to be a part of that. So what was the initial purpose for your relationship with God? I was uh, never around God until I was like eight years old and we went to the children's home. And it was very, very structured. And it gave me a sense of safety. And I remember it was nasty outside and we were playing on the back porch. It was closed in. And we had this little plastic thing like a submarine panel and it had surface you know, dive, you know, stuff like that. And we were caught down below. And and I said, we need to pray. We need to pray to get to, and God will get us out of this. And I got on one kid because he was laughing. Like, and man, this ain't no joke. We got to pray to God to get out of this. And we did, and we surfaced, and, and we were okay. So that kind of reinforced my safety because I never had really any problems or weapons or anything like that in the children's home. It was very structured and I was cared for. So what was the initial purpose for your relationship with God? The initial purpose was me attending an evangelistic service at my church on March 4th, 1976. I went to uh, the evangelistic service, heard the speaker, and God spoke to me and called me to, to believe and put my faith in Jesus, which I did, 
and it was very emotional. It was a wonderful experience. Um, I went home and I uh, told my husband about this and told him that he has to go the next night to the evangelistic service and thank the Lord. He said, okay. And so he went the following evening and he got saved also. And the purpose was that God spoke to both of us and changed our lives. And we have served him through the years. Um, and my husband passed away in 2020. And it was a joyful occasion because I knew where he was going to be with his Lord. Your goal, your destination, is to reach that place in your life where the purpose behind your relationship with God is to have a relationship with God. And this is your purpose because you accept and embrace the fact that you matter to God. And you accept and embrace the fact that you matter to God because you've come to understand that the only purpose that God has for being in relationship with you is to be in relationship with you. God doesn't want to network. God's not looking for some kind of political advantage. God isn't even looking for a quid pro quo. Be good for goodness sake. And God doesn't need to be needed. God is simply looking for you. Just look at everything that God has done in order to demonstrate how much you matter. God has given you life. God has given you a world in which to live. God has given you food to eat, air to breathe, and water to drink. God has given you gifts and talents. God has given you dreams and the possibility of making your dreams come true. Everything that you can see, taste, touch, hear, smell, feel, dream, imagine, create, and share are all gifts from God. Yet, sadly, too many of us have been taught that all of these gifts from God haven't been given because you matter to God. You've been taught that all of these gifts have been given because you've earned them. You've been good, for goodness sake. You've earned food, air, and water. You've created your own gifts and talents. You've dared to dream, and you've put on all the work needed to make your dreams a possibility. Everything you can see, taste, touch, hear, smell, feel, dream, imagine, create, and share are all the results of your hard work. In this scenario, God is nothing more than a spiritual, emotional, and physical drug dealer. Someone who stands on the corner of life waiting for people to show up with money in order to buy more blessings, more healing, more power, more grace, more forgiveness, more salvation. There's no purpose for the relationship without the cash. And there's no cash without the work. Thus, the work, the purpose, becomes all that matters in your relationship with God. As long as you're putting in the work, you're being good for goodness sake, God will be in relationship with you, happy to hand out blessings, healing, power, grace, forgiveness, and salvation, as long as you have the money. Yet, the moment you stop putting in the work, the moment you stop showing up to God's corner with the cash, is the same moment that the river runs dry. For God will have nothing to do with you, except the occasional check-in on Christmas and Easter to see if you've gotten with the program. You matter to God in the good times 
and in the bad times, in the boring times and the exciting times and the disconnected times. You matter to God when you're doing everything right, and you matter to God when you're doing everything wrong. God sees you when you're sleeping, and he knows when you're awake. God knows if you've been bad or good, and now you know that you matter to God, for goodness sake. open to the possibility that your purpose for being in relationship with God as well as with others has been something other than the relationship itself? Are you willing to acknowledge that God is in relationship with you for no other purpose other than the relationship itself? Are you willing to try living with both a to-do list as well as a to-be list? Are you willing to allow who you want to be to dictate what you do? These are huge questions. This is exactly why I invite you to build a hut, hang a hammock between two palm trees, and cut a path to the top of the hill in order to watch the sunrise and the sunset. For you need to make a home for a little while on this island. But this ain't easy. If it was, then everyone would be doing it. Or maybe it's better said, everyone would already be it. Hey there, it's Hayesha. Island Hopping is a production of Journey to Be Ministries and is sponsored by Beneva Christian Church. You can find Beneva Christian on YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, as well as at their website, BenevaChristian.com. If you'd like to connect to David, drop him an email at islandhoppingpodcast at gmail.com.